It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Golden Knights defeat the St. Louis Blues 7-4 in the season finale for Vegas. Vegas 43-31-8 will finish the season with 94 points two outside of the playoff cut line to help us break this one down. We bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And, you know, Dan, it's obviously a season for the Golden Knights where, you know, you deal with a lot of adversity. You go through a lot of injuries, wave after wave after wave of injuries. So, you know, how do you evaluate this year for the Golden Knights? Yeah, it's a tough one to evaluate. And I think that what we touched on there just a moment ago, when Gary asked Pete DeBoer this morning about is this a team that uh, underachieved because of the expectations or in a strange way might they have overachieved consider- considering how many people were out and um, you know it- it's hard to really evaluate a team that was nowhere near uh, what it was expected to be and that makes it uh, I'm not sure you can call it an incomplete grade mm-hmm. and at the end of the day they failed to make the playoffs and uh, nobody else around the National Hockey League is going to uh, vacate their spot in the Stanley Cup playoffs. <laughs> Say, oh, the Golden Knights should have been better, so, you know, they'll, they'll take our spot because we weren't supposed to be that good. Of course not. And I, I, I suppose that there will be uh, a variety of conversations about how to handle different aspects of the team. But on the whole, you're looking at most of the players uh, under contract, and the challenge will more be, you know, what happens with the roster because as it stands right now they'd be over the salary cap they also have to figure out what to do with the goaltending situation you know robin leonard and the way that his season unfolded and the way it ended and then logan and thompson's emergence so there's some big questions that the knights will have to face and you wonder how many of those are resolved uh before july 1st you've got the draft uh just after july 1st this year and are there uh, questions remaining going into training camp, or do those things get sorted out uh, before the team regroups in uh, September? I, I don't know, but uh, just thinking back on this season, it is uh, disappointing in every manner of speaking. There's no now, doubt about it. Yeah, you're, you're spot on there, Dan. And, and one of the players that I think is going to be intriguing over the course of the offseason and into next season is Jack Eichel. Obviously, uh, getting in the games this year was important. Getting the surgery, getting back to action was important. But what's that next level look like for Jack after what should be a, a very healthy, hopefully, offseason and one in which he's focused on uh, not a lot of unknowns surrounding him. He knows where he's going to be for a while. He does. Perhaps the only significant unknown would be who will be his line mates. (laughs) And while I'm not sure that we're any closer to an answer now than we might have been in February, I wonder if there's uh, any thought about that as the management and the architects of next year's team have to make some calls there. Because uh, I think that Jack, you know, he's focusing all of his energy on just returning to NHL form. being healthy and then to try to figure out not only a new team but new line mates it seems from night to night and by the way that the knights have put together their roster you figure he'd have some pretty impressive line mates or at least some options Uh, but you would like to think when you think of some you know great players through the years you know you you know if you look at a top line and of course there are plenty of examples right here in st louis uh in recent years but you, you think about you know who jack and who 
Mm -hmm. uh, we just with the Golden Knights, you think of Marcia, so Carlson and Smith. You know, who ends up being someone that is a long-term partner, uh, whether it's a duo or a line? I wonder what uh, that looks like going forward for Jack. And so, Dan, like, where if you could give out the Dan Duva MVP award, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> creating it. I'm giving it to you to bestow upon one of the Vegas Golden Knights this year. Who would it be? Ooh, that's uh, that is a good question. That is a good question. Uh, I. Uh, I will probably come back to Jonathan Marcia, so I suppose yeah. that's an easy one because he ends up with the 30 goals and leading the team and scoring with 66 points. And, you know, he did not have as much time missed because of injury as some other guys. Did miss some time. Yeah. Um, but I think that when you've got somebody who has overachieved and, and was undrafted and whoever thought he'd be in pro hockey, let alone the NHL, and have this sort of career. And, and I, I suppose that, that I've known Jonathan for a decade or more <laughs> might factor into it. But I think that uh, it just gives me a greater appreciation for his story and what he's done and uh, the, the approach that he has. And, um, you know, when called upon, he was so often there for the Knights, including today. So if, uh, if I were forced to pick one as you have forced me to do here Ryan <laughs> uh, I um, my first instinct is to say Jonathan Marcia so well Dan as as always it's it's my pleasure um, when we get these these moments these opportunities after a game to to try to break it down to try to make sense of it all you do such a phenomenal job on your calls and and really bringing the game alive over the radio so uh, congrats to you on a very successfully called season um, and I cannot wait to get back in the booth and back to doing this next year with you. Well, it's very kind of you. Thank you, Ryan. And thanks to you. And uh, I, one of the, the fun things for us and after a Golden Knights game, especially when we're at home, you get in the car, you turn on the radio and, and listen to you take us through the post-game show and to hear your interactions with the callers and our uh, loyal listeners. It really is, uh, you know, it's a wonderful thing to be a part of. So thank you. And thanks to Bobby and, and Chris Chapman and uh, everybody over at Lotus who uh, put so much into this, uh, the crew that uh, uh, many names are not heard or faces that are not recognized, voices that are never heard on the radio. But, uh, you know, it's, it's just been wonderful to be part of. So thank you. Thank you so much, Dan. Have a fantastic offseason, and we will talk to you for. 82 more and then <laughs> hopefully a long playoff run next year fingers crossed thanks ryan good night that is the voice of the golden knights dan duva as he helps us break down not so much the game but the season for the golden knights and i think you know you look at tonight's game and for me it was an opportunity to end on a high note we, we talked about it going into the game on the pregame show and that's really all i wanted to see out of the golden knights tonight they they come through with flying colors and you know you could debate how much or how invested maybe st louis was in this game i, I loved the offensive instincts from the golden knights tonight they look like a team in the offensive zone that just simply played hockey and you know you, you have those moments throughout a throughout a season where you get to truly just let loose and go and I think tonight you saw the instincts of a Golden Knights team that is supremely talented, one that can move the puck around the offensive zone when they have more relaxed pressure on them. And, you know, to me, I think that this is a, a win that just makes you feel good 
And for a Golden Knights team that has had a really tough go this year, not just in, in terms of losses, but in terms of the injuries, um, to me, you just enjoy this one. If you're a fan, try your best tonight. It's my only advice. Enjoy this one. And then we switch into off-season mode, and that comes on Monday. We've got a lot more to get to here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Triple-A insurance post-game show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the St. Louis Blues 7-4. Vegas finishes off the year 43-31-8. and 94 points, two points out of playoff contention. And they also finished fourth in the Pacific Division. So for the Golden Knights, again, it was a year that was really, really mired by injuries. That is not the entire story, but it is a part of the story. And over the course of the offseason everything's going to be evaluated over the course of the offseason you'll be able to parse through and dissect an 82 game schedule for the golden knights that saw a lot of adversity faced and a team that was in the race all the way down to the final couple of games of the season the post-game injury report is brought to you by umc the exclusive hospital of the vegas golden knights it doesn't really matter at this point Who's injured for Vegas? Because the offseason has to be about recovery, rejuvenation, and hopefully getting everybody back healthy and ready to go. Mark Stone's long-term health, most important for this organization moving forward. Jack Eichel getting a chance to go through the paces of a, of a playoff run late and then gets an off-season to rest and recover and regenerate and get himself ready to go, I would expect that, to, that next year for the Golden Knights going into training camp, it's going to be a very highly motivated team, but it's going to be a team that is refreshed because over the course of the first four years, they played a lot of hockey in a very short period of time and not a lot of downtime in the off-season to get your body ready to go. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. And we go back to the first period. It was really a dominant period of hockey for the Golden Knights. On, as they would get on the board, first with Mark Stone putting a rebound home on the power play. Hard pass right circle. Patch ready is there. Petrangelo walks into a shot save. Rebound score. Mark Stone on the rebound. And Vegas takes a 1-0 lead. Power play goal for the Knights with 6.19 to go in the first period. Mark Stone has his first goal since returning from a 26-game injury absence. Ninth goal of the year from Mark Stone from Alex Petrangelo and Max Pacioretty at 13:41 of the first period made it one to nothing Vegas again a power play goal. After Vegas got on the board, the Blues would push back and David Perron would tie the game. Ends up coming right Perron put it in front kick save rebound score. David Perron got two cracks. Logan Thompson, a big save to his left with the right pad. But Perron didn't flinch, waited for the puck, and came right back to him. Slams it home. They tie it up 1-1. That is just the second shot for St. Louis this period. 27th goal of the year for David Perron. Assist to Tory Krug at 16.05 of the first period. 
tied the game at one, and that is where we stood after the first period. We'd head to the second period, and early on, the Blues started to really tilt the ice, and off a face-off, Ryan O'Reilly put home a rebound to give St. Louis the lead. From the puck, on the right side of the crease, O'Reilly backhands it home, and the Blues take a 2-1 to one lead. The captain, Ryan O'Reilly, scores his 20th goal of the season. Three goals in two games for number 90. Ryan O'Reilly's 20th of the year from Tory Krug at 440 of the second period made it 2-1 St. Louis. Midway through the period, Vegas would answer as Jack Eichel would tie the game with his 13th goal of the year. Right point shot, White Cloud tipped into the goal. White Cloud propels it towards the net just as Jack Eichel Crossed from left to right through the blue ice. Eichel tips it home, and Vegas ties the game 2-2. Two and two. Jack Eichel scores his 13th of the season. Eichel, his 13th of the year from Zach Whitecloud and Ben Hutton at 9.08 of the second period, tied the game at 2, and in back-and-forth fashion, high scoring in the second period. Three minutes later, Jordan Kyrou would restore the Blues' lead on a power play goal. Here's Sound working towards the middle. Bouncing puck goes right. Kyrou scores! Jordan Kyrou, power play goal. And the Blues take a 3-2 lead. Kyrou's 27th of the year from Brandon Saad and Ryan O'Reilly at 12-24 of the second period would give St. Louis a 3-2 lead, a power play goal for the Blues. The Golden Knights would once again answer, however, as Zach Whitecloud took a pass, spun around, and wired one past Billy Husso. Whitecloud whirls around, gets the puck, and scores! Oh my goodness! Precision shot from Zach Whitecloud. Deep on the right wing side, upstairs on Billy Husso. Ties the game 3-3 with 4.28 to go in the second period. Zach Whitecloud's eighth of the year from Jack Eichel and Evgeny Dodonov at 15.32 of the second period would tie the game at three, and that is where we would stand after two periods of play. So we'd head to the third period, tie game 3-3, Vegas and St. Louis, and the Golden Knights would open the third fast as William Carlson would streak down the wing and rip a wrist shot past Vili Husso. St. Louis tried to come in. Vegas cuts it off. Marsha so for Carlson hits the crossbar. Oh, no. It's a goal. It went off the back bracing of the net. It is in for Carlson. And Vegas takes a 4-3 lead. William Carlson's 12th goal of the year from Jonathan Marcheseau at 320 of the third period made it 4-3 Vegas. And then three minutes later, Jonathan Marcheseau would chop at a loose puck. It would go in, tying his career high in goals, his 30th of the year. Down low, Amadio centered for Carlson off the heel of his stick, off of Justin Falk, and now it deflects into the goal. A wild sequence, and Vegas now has a two-goal lead. If it's Marcheseau, it's his 30th. 30th goal of the year for Jonathan Marcheseau, tying a career high in goals. Assist to William Carlson at 641 of the third period. Made it 5-3 Vegas. And then with a two-goal lead, Logan Thompson would make our AAA insurance save of the game. Tarasenko gets a shot on, and it's stopped by Thompson. Oh, my goodness. Great opportunity for Vladimir Tarasenko who's got 34 goals and a team-best 82 points, all by his lonesome right side of the crease. Thompson, a big save to his left. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, 
outsmart life. So the Golden Knights were trying to get by in this one with a two-goal lead, but as we've come to expect between Vegas and St. Louis, these games are high scoring. And past the midway point of the period, the Blues would get one back as Ryan O'Reilly would score his second of the game on the power play. And the Blues score right from the draw on their third power play. And they're back within a goal, 5-4 Vegas with 6.40 to go in the third period. Second of the game, 21st of the year for Ryan O'Reilly from Jordan Cairo and David Perron at 13.20 of the third period. He made it 5-4 Vegas, their second power play goal of the night. But the Golden Knights would answer right back as Jack Eichel would net his second goal of the game. And now Nick Waugh dropped it off for Dodonov once again. He center in front of shot, they score. Perfect placement from Jack Eichel. Three points today for Jack, 6-4 Vegas, 4-12 to go in the third period. 14th goal of the year for Jack Eichel from Evgeny Dodonov and Nick Watt. 15-48 of the third period made it 6-4 Vegas, and with time winding down, Max Pacioretty would ice the game with an empty netter. Here's a lead pass, Pacioretty after a loose puck, right into the empty net, taps it home. Empty net goal for Max Pacioretty. 7-4 Golden Knights, 2-16 left in regulation. 19th goal of the year for Max Pacioretty, an empty netter from Shea Theodore at 17:44 of the third period, made it 7-4 Vegas, and all that was left in this game and the season was the final call. The Knights are not, but they finish the season with a big win. There's the horn, Vegas 7, St. Louis 4. There you have it, 7-4, the final score. The Vegas Golden Knights end the season on a high note with a victory over the St. Louis Blues. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the St. Louis Blues 7-4 to complete the 2021-2022 season. The Golden Knights did not make the playoffs this year. They finished two points out of a playoff spot, 94 points on the year, 43 wins, 31 losses, eight overtime or shootout losses for the Golden Knights this year, 43-31-8, and eight, just 94 points on the year. And again, you know, you look at things a little bit differently, I think, once it's all over. And to me, reactionary is not necessarily where you want to be right now with this hockey club, right? Like, I think as time goes on and as the sting of missing the playoffs wears off a little bit and then you, you step back and have an honest evaluation of what the Golden Knights played through, who was or wasn't in the lineup, and just understanding that there are certain things that go into building a team that can consistently put on the ice what you need to see in order to win games. I, the Golden Knights were able to mitigate the first wave of injuries well. They were able to hold on and win games and weather the storm. And earlier today, Matthias Janmark, after morning skate, was talking about, you know what? 
it was the second wave of injuries around the All-Star break. It was that third wave of injuries even later on in the season that the Golden Knights were dealing with and trying to navigate those waters. And I think the fact is, it's one thing to go for a stretch and then see the light at the end of the tunnel. It's one thing to have to be without your captain, without Max Pacioretty, without William Carlson to start the season. But then when you're tasked with then going into another stretch, when everything ramps up just a little bit more outside the All-Star game, without Max Pacioretty, without Mark Stone, then you lose Riley Smith. You didn't have Alec Martinez for long stretches of time. Like, there's... A real sense of understanding that I have when it comes to being able to navigate that first stretch and being able to get and extend players a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. But when you have to go back to that well, when you have to go back and do it again and again and again, you're not going to get the same returns. It's diminishing returns. It's always going to be that way because you're already redlining players. You're already redlining those guys that you're going to lean so heavily on down the stretch, like Alex Petrangelo. And I think for Petrangelo specifically, you're talking about a guy that played a ton of minutes that was constantly trying to push the pace offensively because that's what the team needed, because there wasn't enough offense in the lineup. And I think that you start to eat up into those minutes and you start to really factor in not just the compounding interest of the minutes in this season, but then the last two years for the Golden Knights, playing deep into the playoffs, Final Four, that's a lot of hockey. And sometimes rest recovery, sometimes an extended offseason allows you to, to enter next season refreshed, re-energized, and able to reach and hit your full potential. And I think that's really the big thing for me when it comes to the Golden Knights and, and what's next. It's an offseason that is likely going to be a big one for Vegas. When you, when you factor in the salary cap, you look at the lineup right now, it, you know there are going to be some situations that are going to have to be addressed for the Golden Knights. There are questions that need answering. But the fact of the matter is, Maybe the biggest thing that can happen to the Golden Knights, maybe the best blessing in disguise here, is the fact that these players who have played a ton of hockey and went through a really tumultuous season with extended usage and tons of injuries, the ability to fully get healthy might be the best thing for this team and their hopes to next year live up to the expectations they had coming into this one. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show. Presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Triple A Insurance Post Game Show. The Vegas Golden defeat the St. Louis Blues seven to four in the season finale. Forty three thirty one and eight ninety four points. Vegas finishes the season two points out of a playoff spot in the Pacific Division in the Western Conference, and for the first time in franchise history, will miss the playoffs. It happened 
It came in year number five. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. Uh, the Golden Knights went out and played a hockey game. And they just played hockey. They went out. They had fun. They were loose offensively, uh, a little loose defensively too. But I, I think in, in the season finale, you're just looking for something to feel good about at the end of a year, especially a season for the Golden Knights that was mired by injuries, a season that was really hard. And I get it. Everybody in that room, they get to play a game for a living. Alec Martinez has a saying, any day you're in the NHL is a good day. And I think tonight the Golden Knights went out and they proved that statement true. Because even though it stings to miss, even though that was not the expectation for this team going into this season, they showed up and treated tonight like they should. That it's a good day any day you're in the NHL. And I've got tremendous respect for that and I cannot wait for next season to be right here bringing you every single home and road Vegas Golden Knights game. That's going to do it for us here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. The extended post game show is next, presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network Post Game Show, presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights finished their season with a 7-4 win over the St. Louis Blues. St. Louis was playing for a chance to lock up home ice in the first round of the playoffs, but the Golden Knights come in, score seven goals, three-point night out of Jack Eichel. You get a power play goal from Mark Stone. William Carlson streaks down the wing and throws a puck on net reminiscent to 2017-18. Honestly, everything that you like hoped you'd see from the Golden Knights, probably from that Calgary game on, happened, came in this game. 7-4 the final. The Golden Knights defeat the St. Louis Blues. Vegas, 43-31-8. 94 points on the year. Two outside of the playoffs. And for the first time in franchise histories, we've talked about over the last couple of days, the Golden Knights will not make the playoffs. So the season ends here tonight. And for Vegas, they ended on a high note. So you tip your cap. You appreciate that. You applaud that. At least that's the hope that I have here for tonight's extended postgame show. Lean in to this feeling, lean into a win, lean into that positivity as we head toward an offseason that is going to be different in Vegas. Different, I say, because this is the first time this organization has gone through a season and entered an offseason in which changes need to be made from a necessity standpoint, but you also have to evaluate the different reasons for why this season didn't live up to expectations, and then you've got to figure out how to make that change 
for next year in order to get this team ultimately to where they want to be, and that is a Stanley Cup championship. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. It's your post-game show, so I'm going to get out of my own way and open it up to you. The callers, let's go out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Well, first of all, you have been nothing but gracious in putting up with all of us this long season, and thank you for your kindness. Oh, come on. And you guys are great. No, even the guys that are a little bit abrasive, you've been pretty darn good. Appreciate that. Thank you, Mike. I want to say something, though, as we conclude this season, uh, and it's nice to end on a happy note. It, it really is. I mean, it, it is what it is. Montreal beat the best team in hockey tonight 10-2, to two, so it, it's nice to finish on a win. That's all I can say. Let me read 11 fast names for you, and they're going to be very quick here. Pacioretty, Marcheseau, Carrier, Stevenson, Carlson, Waugh, Stone, Martinez, McNabb, Theodore, Whitecloud. The reason I read those 11 names, that is, I think, every Knights fan, and I bleed Theo Gray, would agree that that's a pretty good core of what we have as a team, those 11 people, and there are several others. Now, here's the thing. Two years ago against an inferior Dallas team, and I won't say they were terribly inferior, but we were – favored to win that final series and lost it four games to one. Those were people that were on the roster then and now. Last year, against what turned out to be the worst team in hockey a year later, Montreal, we had those people again, and since then, we've added Eichel and Petrangelo. Mm -hmm. Now, doggone it. I don't want to be negative tonight because it, it isn't really in keeping with what I want to say. Sure. But the truth of the matter is, in a 10-day period for the last three seasons, in crunch time, we have blown it. The guys who I just mentioned have not responded. This year it was against teams like New Jersey and San Jose and the Blackhawks. You win those three games and you're in the playoffs. So I just want to be sure that everybody understands that while I wouldn't care if we started the new season with the same lineup, Mm -hmm. I also want to keep this team on the shortest possible leash, similar to what I put Goldie on at practice. This team's (laughs) got to be really monitored, and so do the people in the front office. There's work to do, don't you think? I mean, anytime you fall short of expectations, there's work to do, right? Like, I salary cap is going to force work anyway there's there's no getting around that if you're the golden knights right like you you were able to i i think kind of push that to to the to the end of the road because the the hope was that you'd be able to do enough down the stretch to get into the playoffs and then you kind of let the chips fall where they may and you deal with it in the offseason unfortunately for the golden knights uh you fall short of making the playoffs and now the real questions are, are on the table. And, I, yeah, I mean, I, I think that you, you have to determine what the identity is moving forward, Mike, and, and thank you for the call. Because I, I think, honestly, with the Golden Knights, if you're going to be a rush team, be a rush team. If you're going to be a possession team, be a possession team. If you're going to play a hybrid style, then you've got to make sure those aspects of the game, those details of the game are dialed in. 
dialing it in during a season in which you're dealing with injuries becomes really difficult. So I wonder if it's not so much individual players, but a construct of ideas of how to maybe match a system to what your core or what your players do best. And then because changes are going to be forced because of the salary cap, if you can find ways to kind of finesse those changes into a team that's going to either steamroll you, hold on to the puck in the offensive zone, play downhill, go to the front of the net, and bully you that way, or if you're going to rely more heavily on the rush because that's where this team finishes the most. I'm curious to see what the philosophy is going to be, but yeah, anytime you don't hit expectations, you're going to evaluate, you're going to see where you can be better, and you're going to try to improve any way you can. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm good. So before I forget, I want to say thank you to you, of course, for being there with us, pregame, postgame, intermissions, every every game, except for those couple we had you out on injury. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, thanks to you, thanks to um, Dan and Gary and Double R Darren. Um, we really are very spoiled with our, our radio team, and you guys give us a great game day experience every day, win, lose, no matter what. We know that we're getting a great quality production from you guys. Um, that being said, without sounding too much like single R, Darren, I think maybe they finally hit the post enough times to knock the post ghost away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it certainly happened a few times tonight, but uh... – you know, I, they're, at least they're shooting for the corners, right? Like, that's that's the thing yep. you, you got to look at and say you, you're, you're at least hitting the open space, and unfortunately you're not getting it past the post. Yeah, and, you know, one of those, uh, Marcy hit the post earlier in the game and then mm-hmm. did get his 30th goal. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I've said this before. He's my favorite player. I'm short and angry, and I relate to that. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, it, it was really, it was really cool to see him match his career high. But it was also really cool to know that it wasn't just like a weird empty net goal at the end of a game that meant nothing. This yeah. game may not have had any implications for the night, but the Blues weren't out there skating by, right? Like they, they wanted to win that game. This was yeah. not a game that they just laid down on the ice. No, so it's nice to see yeah. that. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think that there was there were moments where the St. Louis Blues pushed back. I really think they, they tried to go out and win that second period, and, and they were hoping that if they could kind of take advantage of it, the Golden Knights would go away. And you know, Vegas answered every step of the way, and in the third period took the game over. So, um, no, I, I don't think it was a case of St. Louis kind of, you know, sitting back and, and not really caring about the game. If that were the case, I don't think David Perron would have been playing. I don't think Ryan O'Reilly would have been playing. Like, They'd have, they'd have rested guys in that game. So this was one that the Blues wanted. Yeah, and, you know, just I'm just going to take this as, you know, this is what we can look forward to next season. I know that it won't all be the same, but my hope is that they keep as much intact as they can mm-hmm. and move from there because you can't just ignore how many injuries there were, make small changes, make the changes you have to make because of the cap. And, and move forward, and hopefully we will see a lot more hockey like what we saw tonight. Yeah, great call, Stephanie. Thank you so much for uh, always dialing in, always calling into the extended postgame show. Uh, I really appreciate your insight. I really appreciate what you bring to the table, and positivity is, is certainly 
where we want to end the season as best we can. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Rita. Hey, Rita, how you doing? Well, I'm doing okay. Um, so far, I think it's kind of like when something big happens in your life, it takes a while for it to sink in. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing after about my second week of no games to watch, no Vegas games to watch. I'll, I'll go through a brief period of just crying, I yeah. guess. I don't know. Yeah. But I am glad we ended on a win for the guys. But mostly, I'm glad we did it for Logan. I think ending on a win mm-hmm. is a big thing for him. And I also like what other teams did. Anaheim put in their e-bug for the last section. I mean, it's not going to make any difference to their season, but it's going to mean a hell of a lot to that guy. His name's uh, Tom Hodges. I think that's just a cool story. And we're going to miss you on the post-game show, but for a few weeks we still got the insider. (laughs) So much love to you and your lovely family. Yeah, thank you so much for that, Rita. I, I appreciate you calling in. You're um, you're always allowed on the air, uh, no matter what. So uh, we're going to get you to call Chris Chapman at odd hours, and and I'll I'll give you his personal phone number so that we can make sure that we get you on. Uh, thank you for the call, Rita. I you know. I, you do still have us on the Insider Show. That's not going to be going away anytime soon. There's a, a, a full two months of playoff uh, hockey that, that has to conclude this season. We've, we've got the, the, the NHL draft. We've got free agency. There's a lot between now and the true end of the season. So uh, we're not going anywhere. We'll be with you every step of the way, and you guys will have plenty of opportunities to call in and yell at me or Darren in the future. We're going to take a break. 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us in the extended post-game show. Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights post-game show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. The Golden Knights finished the season on a high note with a 7-4 victory over the St. Louis Blues. Vegas, 43-31-8, conclude the season with 94 points, two points out of the playoffs for the first time in franchise history. 702-876-1340 is the number, taking your phone calls for just a little while before we say goodbye for the offseason. So go ahead and get your calls in if you'd like to chat with me about the win tonight or the future of the Vegas Golden Knights. 702-876-1340. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Corey. Hey, Corey, how you doing? Hey, Ryan. Great show. Love you guys. I've been a longtime uh, listener. Been a season ticket holder since year one. And I, you know, what, what can we say? Four out of five years in the playoffs. It's going to happen. We miss yeah. a season here or there. I want to talk about the future. Okay. Is there any way at any point that we that that the front office looks at the Donov and says we can't keep you? I mean, I'm going to be the first one holding pitchforks and torches for sale if they get rid of this guy next season. He is a stellar player, and they should front office should really take stock in making sure that this guy stays around. Yeah, I think he's earned his spot. So I I mean it, it's a fair point. Like with Evgeny Dodonov, he he had. 
he had himself a really strong year for the Golden Knights. And, you know, I think that earlier on in the season, there were periods of time where he'd come on, he'd score some big goals, and then there were some moments where he disappeared a bit. But from the trade deadline on, uh, after the trade was rescinded uh, that sent Dodonov to the Anaheim Ducks, he was among the best, most productive forwards for the Vegas Golden Knights. Maybe not the driver, but certainly the guy that was able to come through in big moments, key moments for this team. So uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. There's decisions to be made as far as Riley Smith goes, whether or not you you try to extend Riley Smith, who I think his absence down the stretch really did hurt this team. Uh, but it's going to come down to dollars and cents and what you can and can't make work. And for the Golden Knights, uh, I, I agree with you to the extent that Dodonov, over the course of the season, really panned out the way you'd hope for him to pan out, expect for him to pan out. Uh, but it, it might be a situation where you, you want to do other things that you feel like can strengthen your team, and you might have to cross that bridge. So I'm not sure right now what that plan's going to look like. Um, but, I mean, I agree with you. The, the, the end of the season, the finish, the strong finish from Dodonov uh, was fantastic, and, and there isn't a person uh, that deserved it more than him. Yeah, he's a great player, and uh, I hope that they find a way to keep him. And uh, that's, that's pretty much all I got. Thanks a lot, Ryan. Yeah, thanks for the call, Corey. Uh, really, really good question um, on Dodonov. And that's, again, it's, it's going to be the question of the offseason for the Golden Knights, a, a team that, you know, is going to enter the offseason over the salary cap. And you have to whittle it down before opening night next year. And what that looks like, how the Golden Knights go about doing that, remains to be seen. I think we're probably still too close to the end of the season to really try to parse through all of that. But my, my thought on it is this. Take time, evaluate, give some space, breathe a little bit, and then determine what it is you want this team to be. Determine what it is the Golden Knights' next identity is, or what the identity was supposed to be this year, but you never really got there because of all the injuries. And if you are confident in the core that you have, figure out what style best fits, what style of play can be dominant with those highly talented players, and then lean heavily into that direction. What that means for individual players, I'm not going there. But I think that is the question that needs answering over the course of this offseason. What does the next version of the Golden Knights look like? How do they play? What is their identity? And then build. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? Hi, I'm doing good. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. Good. Yeah, it's kind of a bittersweet moment, but um, I just, everybody else, I agree with all of the above. Um, again, just, you know, thank you for always answering all of my questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I will be back next season with more, so you've got an off-season to prepare. <laughs> <laughs> I will do my homework, I promise. Um, but, you know, I'm kind of in a reminiscent mean kind of mood. So, okay. you know, yeah, we had injuries, and yeah, the season sucks, but you know what? We started one and four. And to accomplish what we did is pretty darn freaking cool. And, yeah. you know, the All-Star Weekend was just so much fun. And I got to go to my very first game nice. and, you know, meeting you guys and talking with Mike during the practices. It's just, it was a good season that can't complain too much about. <laughs> you know what? I, At least things that we couldn't control. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think that over the course of an 82-game season, there's going to be highs, there's going to be lows, and, and, you know, disappointment in this situation is, is, I think, the hardest part because when you look at this team on paper, I think you recognize the potential that they have, and you never know how many cracks you're going to get at a deep playoff run. You, know, you never know how many cracks you're going to get with the same roster at a chance to win a Stanley Cup. So missing out just feels like a missed opportunity for sure. And I think that that's probably one that, that's a, a, a tough one for the fans. But uh, there are really awesome moments from a season two. Uh, Evgeny Dodonov coming back, winning a game after he was traded, and then that trade was rescinded. Like There were some really cool individual moments this year that, as a fan, I think you could really enjoy. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, I just, you know, yeah, the injuries were not fun, but I mean, look how many players had the season of their career be, you know, as a result, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and Matteo's had an amazing season. I mean, Logan Thompson has just been, you know, a breakout star. Um, Petrangelo, you know, stepped it up and, you know, carried the team at the beginning of the season when he was scoring goals when nobody else could. Um, Leonard was great keeping us in games where we were struggling. Um, there were a lot of just, you know, key moments and breakout stars that, you know, decision was another guy that, you know, came out of nowhere and just had a phenomenal year with the night. Mm-hmm. So pass off to all of them. And again, just focusing on the positive and, and, you know, going into next season, yes, changes need to be made, but, I feel more, op- even though we missed the playoffs, I feel more optimistic about next season mm-hmm. than I have in all of the other previous seasons, just because I know what this roster can do. Yeah, you know, that's that's a great point, and thank you for the call, Stephanie. Uh, thanks for all the calls uh, throughout the year as well, and please keep bringing me your questions. Um, I, I think that there's something to be said um, about optimism for next year. And and the reason that I think that, or the the direction that I'm going with that, uh, you talked about knowing what the roster can do. And and I think individually that that makes a lot of sense. To me, it's the rest. It, It honestly, it's the rest. Like you'll see teams that go deep in the playoffs year after year after year, and eventually they're going to hit a wall. And I think that the Golden Knights hit two walls in this season. The first one was entering the season having played a ton of hockey in very unique and different circumstances over the course of the last 18 to 20 months. There's, there's a lot on the line in playoff games. It, it's different, and it hits the body different. And then your off seasons are shorter. It was just very different. The other wall that I think they hit was one they had no control over, and that was what would have been a three-week break in February for the Olympics. A Golden Knights team that was redlining players into the All-Star break because they were looking at those moments, those weeks as rest and hopeful to recuperate and recover players never really had that opportunity. And everyone dealt with it. Everyone had to make adjustments. Everyone had to work on that on the fly. I get that. I recognize it. But I don't think there's a team that would have benefited more from the schedule remaining the same than the Vegas Golden Knights. And you just have to look at their record in February. It's in the stops, the uniqueness to the schedule, the herky-jerky nature. It led to herky-jerky results. And that really was, to me, one of the walls this year for the Vegas Golden Knights. We're back to wrap it up next on the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. 
Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here on the extended postgame show. The Knights defeat the St. Louis Blues 7-4. to In the season finale, Vegas 94 points on the year, two points out of the final playoff spot, missing the playoffs for the first time in franchise history, and thus concluding the season here tonight with this broadcast. There's not really much else in terms of analysis I'm going to throw out there. All I'm going to say is thank you. Thank you to every single person who called into this show over the course of 82-plus games. Plus, because we did it in the preseason, and you guys showed out. You're the reason I do what I do. You're the reason that I am allowed in this moment to live out my dream of talking about this sport that I have loved my entire life. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thanks to my wife, Amanda, my kids, Charlotte and Scott. They're awesome. They make sure everything's taken care of so that I can come in here and do this. So without them, there's no me, and there's no me on the radio. So there's that. Send them all the love and support. Two, thanks to our broadcasting team, our engineers, our set of engineers, Jed Donaldson down here doing a fantastic job has done so all year and everybody at lotus broadcasting bobby machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air and making sure every single broadcast was as easy on me as it possibly could have been bobby goes through and does a ton of work back there and i cannot express my gratitude enough it's gonna be a while (laughs) it's gonna be a while but i promise you we'll be back And it's going to be sooner than you would think. Until then, have a great night, everybody. Enjoy your off-season. And we'll talk to you in the fall right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.